This is the Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Calarulo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Legal Hands to the Face podcast. Our draft analysis for the Philadelphia Eagles continues. Last week, we looked at some prospects. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, and Bijan Robinson. I still think, man, if Jalen Carter falls to them at 10, you have to take them. But I do like Nolan Smith, and I like Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez a lot. As I've said last week and I've said on our social media channels, I can't imagine the Eagles taking a running back at 10. I know Bijan Robinson is a stud, but that is just too high in today's NFL to draft a player at a position that notoriously is injured. Well, we're going to take a look at some other prospects that the Eagles may take. Just a quick reminder, if you like the podcast, give us a like, give us a comment, give us a follow. Also, check out us on all our social media channels. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. Give us a like and a follow and a share on those as well. It really helps us meet, uh, reach more Eagles fans. But I appreciate the support. I appreciate you guys listening. But let's jump right into the draft we are only a couple weeks away, and I was thinking today, man, how much does it stink for teams who don't have a first-round pick for that fan base to go into the draft? You're all excited. It's the offseason, and you don't have a first-round pick. Well, we don't have that problem as Eagles fans. We're actually very lucky. We have two first-round picks. Let's just refresh. We have the number 10th pick that we got from New Orleans last year in a draft day trade. We have the 30th pick. Although the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, and notoriously, or I shouldn't say notoriously, traditionally, the Super Bowl loser has the 31st pick. They have the 30th pick because Miami was stripped of their first-round pick for tampering with both Tom Brady and head coach. Uh, drawing a blank on his name now, New Orleans Saints. Uh, Sean, Sean Payton and tra- uh, uh, tampering with him as well. They also have a second-round pick, number 62. They have a third-round pick, number 94, and they have two seventh-round picks. So let's take a look at some other prospects that the Eagles could potentially draft in that first round. We talked last week about cornerback Devin Witherspoon and cornerback Christian Gonzalez. Well, let's look at another cornerback that could potentially be there for the Eagles at number 10, and that's Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Joey Porter Jr., the name may sound familiar. That's because his father was longtime Steelers linebacker, Joey Porter, who was an absolute beast on the field. But his son doesn't play linebacker. He plays corner, and he is very, very good. He's only 22 years old. He's got great size. He's 6'2", 193 pounds, and he's fast. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4-4-6. At Penn State, he was a three-year starter. He was a first-team All-Big Ten in 2022. He had 27 tackles and 11 pass breakups. The strengths that he has is he is very strong, and he is very physical. He plays very well in press coverage. He's very good jamming receivers, trying to get off the ball. But where he lacks is sometimes he's just not quick enough, especially in routes where the receivers have a quick change in direction. It gets him in some trouble, and because he's so physical, he's very, very handsy, and he's going to have some issues in the NFL with potentially defensive pass interference calls, but there is a lot of upside here with his size and his strength and his ability to really jam receivers off the ball. I like this guy a lot, but if you're if the Eagles are going to do something they haven't done in 21 years, and that's draft a cornerback in the first round, As much as I like Joey Porter, I'd rather see them go 
with Devin Witherspoon, number one, Christian Gonzalez, number two, and Joey Porter would be my third-ranked defensive back. So we will see what the Eagles do there. But I still am am in favor of them drafting a corner with one of their first-round draft picks. I know they have James Bradbury and Darius Slay, but those guys are getting up there in years. And if you remember what the Eagles did, I mentioned this last week, when they drafted Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown, they already had Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent on the roster. So this is a a position where you got to think ahead because if the defensive back room becomes a problem, you're in a lot of trouble in a pass-heavy NFL. But let's take another look at a defensive player that could be available at number 10 that I like a lot and I think the Eagles like a lot as well. They had him in for a visit, and that's Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. He's an edge rusher. He's only 21 years old. He's 6'5", 275 pounds. His teammates have nicknamed him Hercules. Doesn't get much better than that. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4'5", I was a little surprised. He only had 17 reps on the bench press. Not that that's bad, but when you have a nickname Hercules, I'm thinking you're putting up close to 30 reps with 225. He only puts up 17. There's also another interesting thing. He didn't start any games at Iowa. I mean, he played in all of them, but he didn't start any games. He was a second team all Big Ten last year. He had 11 tackles for loss, six and a half sacks, and he also had two block kicks. The strengths that this guy has is he is very quick off the snap, and he puts a lot of effort. He's very, very strong, which is, again, why I'm so surprised that he only had 17 reps on the bench because he plays so strong, and he's just so quick off the ball. Where his weaknesses are is he's very inconsistent with his pass rush, and I think he's very raw. I think he'll be greatly helped by getting into an NFL coaching staff of a guy on a defensive line you know, that can really teach him some different moves and different rushes and things of that nature. But there's a lot of upside here. I think the Eagles like him, and he would come on to that Philadelphia Eagles defensive line where you already have guys like Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. You know, this would really add to their pass rush, and I like the upside of Lucas Van Ness. So be on the lookout for maybe Hercules being an Eagle next year. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, Actually, no, jumping over to the offensive side. I don't even know what I'm talking about today. Jumping over to the offensive side of the ball, and this is a guy that I can see the Philadelphia Eagles definitely taking, and that's offensive lineman Peter Skaronsky. Is there a better name for an offensive lineman? I mean, out of Northwestern, Peter Skaronsky. I don't even have to tell you what position he plays. You know he's probably an offensive lineman. But he's the grandson of... A former NFL player, Bob Skaronsky, who won five NFL championships with the Green Bay Packers. But Skaronsky is another guy who's been in for an official visit with the Eagles. He's 21 years old, 6'4", 315 pounds. And he is strong. I mentioned earlier Lucas Van Ness only putting up 17 reps on the bench. Skaronsky put up 30 reps with 225 on the bench. He played left tackle in 2022. He was a unanimous All-American. He's a two-time first-team All-Big Ten. He won the Remington Pace Offensive Lineman of the Year. But this is why I think the Eagles are going to be interested in him. He, The experts think that he would be better at guard because he has some short arms 
And that's what the Eagles need, though. He's a great run blocker. He's got great footwork. The reason why experts are saying he'd be better at guard is because where his weaknesses are, are his shorter arms make him a little bit susceptible to be beating with a quick rush on the outside when he plays tackle. But the Eagles don't need a tackle. They have Jordan Maialata at left tackle. They have Lane Johnson at right tackle. Where the Eagles need a player is guard. They lost Isaac Sayamala last year. We've talked about moving Cam Jurgens over to that guard position. But that only works because Jason Kelsey comes back for another year. It's only a matter of time, either this year, coming up in the offseason, or next year, that you're not going to have Kelsey, and you're going to have to have Jurgens move back to center, and you're going to need a guard. They also need some depth, and I really like that Skaronsky has the ability to play both tackle and guard, and this is a guy that's got some major upside. I think he could be an all-pro guard in this league, so I really like the Eagles maybe going here, and you know how much Howie Roseman and the Eagles love to draft offensive and defensive linemen. I would not be shocked to see Peter Skaronsky getting called with a 10th overall pick in this year's draft. Another offensive lineman to be on the lookout for for the Eagles is Paris Johnson. I'm not sure Paris Johnson will be there at 10. I think he's going to probably be the first lineman off the board, but he's another lineman. He's out of Ohio State, only 21 years old, 6'6", 310 pounds, another strong guy. He put up 29 reps on the 225 bench. He was an All-American in 2022 at left tackle, a first-team All-Big Ten. And he's another lineman that has some versatility. He played guard in 2021, so he can play both tackle or guard, which again is important for the Eagles. If Jason Kelsey retires and Cam Jurgens can't start at that right guard position because he has to move to center, it'd be nice to have a guy that can slide in there at guard and potentially be an all-pro, and that's Paris Johnson. It's also nice that he has that versatility, similar to Skaronsky, that he can play both tackle or guard. You need that depth along your offensive line. If players get hurt, you have to have linemen that are able to play multiple positions, and Paris Johnson can do that. He's extremely athletic. He's very, very strong. Where he needs improvement is in his run game and with his run blocking technique. And if there's anybody that can do it, it's offensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, he's an unbelievable coach. We've seen what he's done with Jordan Maialata. We saw what he's done with Landon Dickerson. So I think Paris Johnson's a guy, again, if he falls, I think he's going to be the first lineman off the board. But if he falls, I could see the Philadelphia Eagles taking Paris Johnson. Staying along that offense, and let's look at a running back. Not Bijan Robinson. Everybody's talking about Bijan Robinson, but there's another running back that could potentially be there at 30 when the Eagles pick, and that's Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. He did never he never played with Devontae Smith or Jalen Hurts. He was at Georgia Tech and he transferred to Alabama last year. So he never played with those guys. But Jameer Gibbs, 21 years old. Not a big guy. He's 5'9", 200 pounds, but he is fast. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4.36. He was a second-team All-American in 2021, a second-team All-SEC in 2022. And in 2022, for the Alabama Crimson Tide, he had 926 yards on the ground, averaging 6.1 yards a carry. 
But this is where I think the Eagles would fall in love with him. He had 44 catches for 444 yards, averaging 10.1 yards a catch. This guy is just so smooth out of the backfield. He's excellent in the passing game. He really is like adding another receiver to your offense from that running back position. He's got speed. He's got quickness. quickness. He runs great routes, and he's got great hands. What his weaknesses are, it's obviously his size. His He's only 200 pounds, and he's only 5'9", so he's not very good in the blocking game. He really needs to work on his pass blocking and especially his inside running. He wants to take everything outside, and in the college game, that worked for him because he's faster than everybody else. He would have a problem in the NFL taking everything outside because these defensive players are fast, and they are a lot faster than what you're seeing in college. The reason I think the Eagles may be a little bit reluctant to draft a guy like Jameer Gibbs is you already have a running back similar to him on your roster with Kenny Gainwell and even Boston Scott. Both of these guys are smaller running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think what makes everyone fall in love with B. John Robinson is his size and his ability to run inside the tackles. So I don't know if the Eagles would take a flyer on a guy like Jameer Gibbs, but if he's there at 30, it's a very interesting pick if you can get him because he does add a playmaker ability to that already elite offense. So be on the lookout. Do the Eagles take a Jameer Gibbs? Definitely not in the top 10, but potentially at 30. Now, this is probably my. Most interesting pick is if the Eagles were to take Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. I know they have Dallas Goddard, but when they drafted Dallas Goddard, they had Zach Ertz. And you look at this guy, Michael Mayer, out of Notre Dame, and man, if he was added to that Eagles elite offense, what it would do for them. He's only 21 years old. He's 6'4", 249 pounds. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4'7". He was an All-American in 2022. He was the John Mackey Award winner for the top tight end in the nation. He had 67 catches, over 800 yards, and he averages over 12 yards a catch. He's a former basketball player, actually could have gone to college on a full scholarship for basketball. Instead, he chose football. We know how good those formal basketball players are at the tight end position. They have the ability to block, you know, box out and make those tough catches. and. This guy, the reason he would add such an unbelievable element to an already elite Philadelphia Eagles offense is because not only is he a great pass catcher, he's a great run blocker. Dallas Goddard is as well. And you think about what the Eagles can do with their offense. You could come out in a double tight end set and defenses would not know, are you throwing the ball or are you running the ball? And really, you wouldn't miss a beat in either category because you'd have two tight ends that can not only catch the ball, but two tight ends that are basically like having two extra offensive linemen on the field with how good they both can run block. I would love to see them make this move. I know it's a little bit of a luxury pick bringing in another tight end, but you need depth at that position. And this is a guy who's not only a great run blocker, he's great on 50-50 balls, those contested balls with his size and that former basketball player mentality of being able to block out, you know, box out on rebounds. He could he does that on 50-50 balls. He's would be a great addition to this team. What he needs to work on is his route running. You know, it's not very polished. 
that's something that can be taught. You know, you could teach him how to run routes, and that's something the Eagles. You look at Devontae Smith; that's something he is great at. So you would hope that bringing my mayor into the professional level, that there's going to be guys that can help him with his with his route running. But you know, that's kind of uh, where I see the Eagles going. There's some other draft prospects as well that we'll continue to talk about leading up to the draft. Every week, I'm going to try to evaluate about five to seven players on the podcast. But guys, again, if you like what you hear, be sure to like and subscribe and go to our Instagram channel, go to our Facebook channel, because we could actually engage there. It's hard for you to comment on the podcast, obviously, but if you go to YouTube or any of our social media channels, comment. Let me know what you think. I'm going to be posting these videos. I'm going to be posting daily videos about prospects. So engage. Let me know what you think. And as always, go Birds.